With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Need advice? Want to know what a pro would say? Get all the answers you need from professionals in this Fox 4 podcast. Ask the Experts. Welcome to another episode of Ask the Expert on Fox 4. I'm your host, Hannah Guthrie, and today we're talking about your smile, your beautiful smile, or if you don't have one, we have an expert who can give you one, Dr. Jesse Jackson with Jackson Family Dental. Thanks for being here. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. And teeth are so important. You think about, you know, going on for a job interview or even dating. I mean, what kind of patients have you worked with you've really changed their life by, you know, giving them that pretty smile? Yeah, a lot of us go into uh, this field just for that purpose because we know that we can make life change with uh, the way we smile and the way we perceive ourselves and others perceive us. So um, I've had several patients that we've really impacted, but one particular is uh, somebody that had spent most of their life just working as hard as they could, owning their own business and really getting it going. And then he was in his um, late 50s, and uh, he finally had gotten in a position in life where he's like, I really want to have the smile I've always wanted to have. And so he came to us, and, um, you know, he put a lot of miles on his teeth and had worn them down <laughs> to be pretty short and uh, and not his smile that he wanted. And so for us, we were able to bring in some technology and show him what smile we could create for him before we gave him the smile. And then once we uh, created that smile for him and inserted it, it was just super life-changing. And I see him around town, he's smiling bigger than ever. Oh, good. And what's always cool is we always tell patients this, that, like, you have to learn to smile because they've spent their life not smiling. Oh, yeah, covering. You see cover people, or they put their hand they up. They can or, control their mm-hmm. lip muscles over uh, subconsciously. And so to see him smile bigger than he was able to smile that day is pretty cool. And so it makes us, you know, feel like we that were doing awesome. our job. So, yeah. so I assume you did crowns. We did. Um, So we had spaces and we had uh, discolored teeth. And so with crowns, we were able to kind of change and morph all of that almost instantly. So So what is a crown actually made of? Yeah. Uh, Crowns in the past were made of porcelain and metal, and they still are made that way sometimes. A metal crown? You'd have metal teeth? Like Um, the wrappers were? Underneath the substructure or the way the, the support of the porcelain. Uh, most of us think of porcelain just like this. If you drop it, it's pretty fragile, mm-hmm. so you can't really chew with that all the time. But now we've got porcelains created uh, zirconia-based or Emacs-based, which those are kind of uh, sub-materials that um, we're able to create shade, translucencies, um, depth of the way our teeth look because our teeth are multiple layers deep. And so that's how we get that real-life look that uh, sometimes we can't get with the metal underneath. So now we're able to do that. And you can make them thin enough yes, so um, they don't look like that chiclet teeth. Yeah, so yeah. making them look as natural and to fit your face is really important. So you can, you know, there's things, snap-in smiles, things you see on TV that aren't, aren't particularly great. They find the perfect person for that to fit that looks natural. But in general, we have to match shape, size, um, and translucencies to fit a certain person's personality, um, the way they look and the way their face is shaped. So, yeah. So the gentleman you helped, I assumed you did like 
all of his teeth or pretty much all of them? Um, for him, we did six um, from oh, canine okay. to canine. Our canine is a transition tooth, so a lot of times we don't see behind. In his case, we didn't. Sometimes we have to go back as far as eight teeth on the top. Um, it just depends on how big your smile is, how broad your smile is, and the way your arch is shaped. Say if you only need a couple of teeth, you can mm -hmm. do a couple and make them all blend. Yeah, you, a lot of times if you, maybe you just have a couple of teeth that aren't in line or maybe you've broken them off. We see this all the time. Kids have, at young age, we break them playing sports or just falling. And then you spend a lot of your early years like not able to fix that tooth. And then you're like, I'm tired of this tooth. It's got a big filling in it. It's not fully my tooth. And then we can take and crown that tooth and um, match it perfectly to the teeth next to it. Okay, that happened to my son when he was in the frat house. They were literally having a snowball fight. Sure. <laughs> and he tripped. And he tripped his tooth. I cannot get him to fix it. It doesn't bother me, but I think he kind of likes it. If somebody else like, <laughs> yeah, it was a snowball fight. <laughs> yeah. There's a story with it. Makes him tough. Yeah, maybe someday he might change his yeah. mind on that. Send him in. So how long does it take to make a crown? Uh, depends. Uh, so for front teeth, anterior teeth, or teeth that we're really trying to be very artistic with, um, it can take about two weeks. Um, but now we have technology that most of our posterior teeth or teeth that come in fractured, and I spent a lot of hours yesterday doing this, which is fixing them on site uh, by creating the crown in the office with a... You can do that in the office? Yeah, so we have lab mills. Um, we're able to obtain those now, and we use digital. Uh, the digital technology has changed everything in how we do dentistry all around. But in crowns, it was one of the main areas it changed. Instead of you know wearing a plastic temporary tooth that you have to worry about popping off over the holidays, which is a big thing right now, um, especially for us, we don't have to worry about that. We can actually mill it in office after doing a digital scan. I get to see it in 3D on a screen, model it, show exactly how I want to create it, and then the mill, which is made just like in a lab, um, they make it right there on site. Depends on the type of crown it can take. Um, we ran one yesterday. We did about five yesterday. We ran one in about six minutes, which was oh kind of cool. Oh, my that's fast. So within 20 minutes after we're done working on the patient, we're able to seat that crown, and um, then, they, then they get to go home, and they're whole again. So you got the instant results. Yes. Okay, yes. the labs must hate you, though, now that you're doing it in-house and you're not sending the work out. They still have a, a big role. A lot of the big labs are developing a lot of the technology and the materials that we use. Okay. So they're able to help us do our jobs better, and then they found a way to finance that form. So you said you did, dealt with a lot of patients yesterday. So um, a lot of accidents or is it stuff that's scheduled or? Um, in my office, we don't let, you know, I, I say I don't let you come in here if I don't plan on fixing you. Right. Um, so I find ways to, to get them fixed um, while on the spot. Um, but yeah, a lot of times it's just prolonged things throughout the year that they've known about. It breaks, and for some reason, the holidays is the time for it to break. <laughs> so, and that creates a lot of hours for us. But uh, um, we know inspect that every year. But uh, a lot of people will wait until they have to do it. It's the end of the year, so towards the end of the year, insurance is getting ready to max out. Yeah. So you want to use it, or you're going to lose it. The way insurance works. So. Um, and we, we remind people of that. But a lot of uh, what happens is just timing of things. Um, it just seems to pile up towards the end of the year. So what about little kids? Because sometimes you'll see, a, I mean, a young child, and their teeth are kind of rotten. Mm -hmm. I guess those are the baby teeth. You have to wait till mm -hmm. the uh, – what's the big teeth? Uh, what adult teeth. Adult, just adult wait, teeth and adult baby teeth, teeth. Yeah. So you're going to wait till the adult teeth come in. But what's the youngest you can do a crown on a kid? Um, you can do, they have like a porcelain layered metal tooth that you can slide over a baby tooth, um, especially when you're talking about the anterior teeth. And normally the parents are more concerned about it than the child. But um, if they're really young and that's happened to them, 
then a lot of times we're going to do that to create and keep space. But there are crowns that are pre-made that we slide over. Um, all of the cost and, you know, your lab work and things is in, in making that crown, where if it's something pre-made, then we're able to get it far cheaper than an adult crown. So there are crowns that go over baby teeth. So why do you see kids like that? I mean, it seems unusual. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're all rotten. I know I had a cousin, yeah. with, and it was just... You know, I think he brushed his teeth. Yeah, a lot of it's just the education of what causes that. And so what does cause that is um, a lot of times we'll see we'll see people that have their child that's maybe two years old and still on a sippy cup and they'll have soda oh, yeah. in that or they'll have what a big name is bug juice and, and that's probably a brand name, but <laughs> it's, it's Kool-Aid. Uh, right. So constant sugar on teeth is so accessible at, at your local convenience store that um, something I know that I didn't have grown up in a small town, so I wasn't around yeah. it, but it's so accessible. Now it's easy. The kids love it, right? And I mean, give them water, they think it's acid. So um, most kids will gravitate towards sugar, including my own. And um, so they want that sugar, and uh, that's how it gets on their teeth. And it's when it's on the front teeth, it's normally a liquid. So when you yeah. see it on people's front teeth breaking down, they're drinking something that's kind of destroying their teeth. So is it better to drink with a straw? It helps. Um, you're changing the pH in your mouth anytime we put acid in there, and it takes 45 minutes for the pH to recover. Um, so with every drink, if you wait 45 minutes, your pH will just have recovered. So can you imagine drinking one glass of pop all day, taking a sip is much worse than chugging it. Oh, so we need to chug. Yep, okay. get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Take it in. Yeah, if you need the caffeine, get it fast. All right, back to crowns for a minute. How long do they last? Um, my expectation of crowns is to last, you know, 20 plus years. Oh. Um, if done well and the patient's been educated on what causes failure, I always tell people I don't want you to cause failure of the stuff I've done in there, so I talk to them a lot about that. One is flossing around the margins of the crown and just keeping the tooth clean. The crown itself doesn't fail um, and unless it breaks apart or something, and, and most of the crowns that I use, we don't have that problem with the crown uh, breaking apart because of the material we use, but... Crowns can fail from decay getting around where the tooth meets the crown. And so if you can keep that from happening, your crown should last a long time. I have one that's about 23 years old. Oh, you so. got one? Yep. Did you do it yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know anything about dentistry. With the mirror then. open it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, honestly, that was my first exposure to dentistry. I was like, okay. I don't really remember, but I know it's still in there and it's doing fine. So, Is that what inspired you? Maybe you become a dentist, uh, The dentist that did it, he was uh, pretty... Uh, into helping me get into this field because I was an engineer before this, so okay. I uh, I did I haven't always wanted to do this. So I got introduced to dentistry in my twenties, and so um, once they really pushed and said, "Hey, you really don't like what you're doing as an engineer. You should check out what we're doing." Then I started paying attention, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is engineering in the mouth. I love this. This is so cool." Plus, the patient interaction is what I was missing as an engineer. But also as an engineer, when you're milling the tooth or doing it in-house, I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably, totally, your background probably totally. really helps. The technology is awesome now where I, I love to dive into that, figure out how to incorporate my engineering mind in the patient's mouth. I had one yesterday that kind of worked us through lunch, but um, they came in with a tooth that she said was missing, but it actually was broken off below the gum line. So I kind of used some old bridge, uh, like a bridge I did in college to create a a substructure inside the tooth and to build on top of that and then use some bracing to give her her tooth back that day. And that's not textbook. And and we explained that to her, but that was the only option she felt like she could do to be able to leave with the tooth in there. And it'll last her a long time. but it, it's not the way they teach it. But I like to be That's able to Magru- use what... <laughs> MacGruber, right? Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. Yeah, I like to be you able to figure it, out how to fix it. So that's what yeah. I wanted to do. Do you ever work with false teeth? A lot, a lot. And last time we talked about implants, and we do a lot with yeah. implants and false teeth. Um, 
we try to steer as many people away from false teeth unless that's the situation they're in, and then we're trying to put it on top of uh, um, implants to create them a... It's not the smile that we're necessarily um, enhancing. It's the way they can function and live life to not have to worry about the teeth moving. And falling out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we do. Because in the old days, it seemed like people hit 50, and it's like, well, we yank out all of our teeth. Because I know I had an aunt and an uncle, and that was just normal. You had your mm -hmm. teeth pulled. Right. Uh, I just saw my 94-year-old patient. I have one that's 104, 94. I have several in <laughs> but I just saw her this week, and um, she has all of her teeth other than her wisdom teeth. Wow. And I always tell her, I was like, this is what people need to understand is that you can have them your whole life. Uh, you just have to take care of them. And so the education side of our offices, which is part of what we believe in as an office, is um, we're not just going to fix you. Uh, our hygienist and I, anybody in the office is going to always want to teach you about how can we take care of this and how can we keep you whole for the rest of your life? It's not something you have to lose at 50 or 60 years old. So, so what did the lady who was 104, was she the one who had her full set? She does have most of hers. Yes. So um, what was she doing? Were our teeth stained or anything or they look pretty no, good? They, I mean, they look like a 40 year old. So, oh, wow. Uh, did she do anything special? Um, you know, she's very diligent about going every six months, and that's not a sales pitch. She really no, is. No, I do. Uh, I go every six months. Uh, okay. I think it's important because when we can catch things safe and small, I believe in fixing it small. The bigger we let it get, which is what we used to do in dentistry, is, hey, we need to wait till it gets a certain size before we fix it. Um, it's silly because we're taking away the God-given structure. We're not going to okay. be better than God is what I say. All we're right. going to do our best our can to recreate it. Um, but if we can keep your tooth as whole as possible, then the smaller the fix the longer it's going to last. So that's a lot of what she did. A lot of it is genetics. If you have a potential for periodontal disease in your family, then you just have to be more diligent about what you do. Um, but she is a good flosser and definitely takes care of her teeth. Now, do you think we need to take calcium or drink a lot of milk? Is that effective for teeth or no? Um, no, that's more bone support. Uh, so if you have a problem with bone support, then your doctor might recommend you be doing some type of calcium supplements or things, but that's overall body health. Um, we don't see it show up a whole lot in the mouth. Um, more um, it's tooth decay or bone loss due to periodontal disease, not necessarily bone loss in the rest of your body. I know you had recommended the um, vibrating toothbrushes. Yes. I, I think anyway, uh, I found one though, but it was like seven dollars and it's it's battery operated. Okay. It'll last for three months and you turn it it's so easy Is that to quip? use. I can't remember who, who made it, but anyway, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Because I know I'm not gonna be diligent enough about plugging in. I don't wanna leave it out on my counter I gotcha. counter. So anyway, what do you think about that? Is that a good alternative? I, I always say whatever one works best <laughs> in your hands is the one you should use. I mean, I you know my wife's a hygienist and she's very particular about using her manual. And I'm like, we have access to all these great tools, and she says no. Um, and I love the manual or love the the battery operating. And I've tried all kinds, and I okay. have a particular one. But patients bring lots of different ideas in, and they're always trying to recreate uh, technology in that area. Um, if it's moving and it's got toothpaste on it, and we're breaking up the plaque, that's what's important. So maybe a smaller head works better for you and maybe these type do. I haven't used them all. Um, but I think, you know, you're talking more about how um, how your lifestyle is. You know, you're not going to continue. Like I'm right. very particular that things on the charger where you might set yours down and it may not charge so it wouldn't do yeah. any good. So I think whatever fits your lifestyle, as long as you're using it every day, that's what matters. 
that fits. I'm putting those Perfect. in the Perfect. I like it. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> New discovery. I might have to try one. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in. It's always good talking with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. How do people reach you? What's the best way? Um, you can always call our office to make an appointment, and uh, it's 816-429-5799. We are online at jacksonfamilydentalonline.com. Um, my name is Jesse Jackson, and okay. we're, our location is in Liberty, so if you put me in in Liberty, I'll show up. Um, it's kind of a convenient way with the name, but, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're growing. We're always accepting new patients. I was going to ask you that. You do accept new patients. Yeah, we're, we're growing. We're accepting new patients. We're getting ready to start a new building project and we're really loving what we're doing. Good. Well, thank you so much for awesome. coming in. Thanks for having me. Join us next time for another episode of Ask the Expert on Fox 4. Fox 4.